next on the 5 o'clock report. People are starting to survey damage. I don't have a four-wheel drive car. Make no mistake, prices are still too high. The rest of Sam Bankman-Fried is welcome news. This is a huge, huge step forward. Now, let's go to the newsroom. December Dynamo. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Twisters and blizzards and more striking wide-ranging areas of the U.S. as a powerful storm system sends autumn out like a lion. Reporter Alan Skyas in Grapevine, Texas, where a tornado touched down. People are starting to survey damage. There's a Sam's Club here that was damaged, along with several other businesses. The car wash where the walls had blown in. There's debris scattered across the parking lot. Further north, it's all about the snow. This lady toughing it out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I don't have a four-wheel drive car. I've got a two-wheel drive car. I have my snow tires on, but we still need to be able to get out and get to work and get our kids to school and those types of things as well without the fear of sliding around everywhere getting stuck. The Weather Channel Stephanie Abrams says what's headed our way won't be pleasant. The northern side of this thing, I'll tell you what, we are going to see winds gusting 50, 60 miles an hour. They're going to crank into the plains all the way through Friday, and the system gets into the northeast as we head into our Thursday and Friday. Family Life meteorologist Kevin Williams, of course, keeping a watchful eye on the system. The powerhouse storm that's been bringing blizzard conditions and tornadoes to the heartland is coming east. It'll bring our area significant snow, ice, and rain Thursday into Friday, especially across central New York into northeastern Pennsylvania. Kevin's updated forecast just ahead. Well, perhaps America's inflation storm is finally calming down. The Consumer Price Index for November beat expectations with an increase of just a tenth of a percent. The CPI went up by 7.1 percent on a year-over-year basis, also slightly better than expected. President Biden. Make no mistake, prices are still too high. We have a lot more work to do, but things are getting better, headed in the right direction. CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger. There was a very big improvement in energy prices, which are up. They're up by 13.1% from a year ago, but that's down significantly over the last few months. Food prices remain high, but showing a bit of improvement. Well, from cash money to cryptocurrency, it's a mystery to many, and even those who deal in it are mystified by what happened to crypto giant FTX. Its former CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, facing several counts of conspiracy and fraud after being taken into custody in the Bahamas. Current CEO John Ray going before a congressional panel looking into the cryptic crypto mess. The FTX group's collapse appears to stem from absolute concentration of control in the hands of a small group of grossly inexperienced and unsophisticated individuals. North Carolina Republican Congressman Patrick McHenry says many questions remain unanswered. The rest of Sam Bankman-Fried is welcome news, but it still does not get at the bottom of what happened at FTX and why it happened and who else may be responsible in a media interview last month, Bankman Fried said responsibility for the downfall of FTX falls squarely on him. A scientific breakthrough in nuclear fusion. It's the holy grail of energy creation, nuclear fusion. It combines two hydrogen atoms, which then makes helium and a whole lot of energy. CBS's Lilia Luciano. This is a huge, huge step forward. Georgia Tech professor Anna Erickson. Say you have a few grams of that material, right? The heavy hydrogen and tritium that we use for fusion. That is enough to sustain a whole household of electricity for your lifetime. Well, any practical use of fusion energy likely remains decades down the road. Speaking of going down the road, if you drive a Dodge Ram pickup, listen up, there's a 
recall. Company says a striker plate could be misaligned, keeping the tailgate from closing properly. Dealers will inspect the vehicles and make needed repairs. That's WWJ's Jeff Gilbert in Detroit. Medical news now. Researchers report good progress on a possible skin cancer vaccine. Merck and Moderna say patients who took a combination of the vaccine and the immunotherapy Keytruda saw a 44% reduction in the risk of death or the cancer returning. The drug makers say the combination led to an improvement in recurrence-free survival time for patients with phase 3 or 4 melanoma who had tumors removed in surgery. CBS's Allison Keyes, a bipartisan bill aimed at banning TikTok introduced in Congress. Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio introducing the bill, which would prohibit social media companies under the influence of China, Russia, or other foreign countries of concern. TikTok is owned by Chinese parent company ByteDance, and federal officials have warned the app could be used to spy on Americans. And business accounts on Twitter now have gold check marks. That's part of what Elon Musk says is a phasing out of its legacy verification program. He said all legacy blue check marks will be gone within a few months. And Christmas time, it brings out many impressive and moving public displays. It also brings out something else in activist atheists. The Freedom From Religion Foundation is busy setting up its displays alongside nativity scenes and menorahs in government buildings in cities and towns all across the nation. Unlike the various religious presentations, which sit quietly side by side, the atheist displays always come off as a bit rude. The one at the Milwaukee County Courthouse reads, quote, Religion is but myth and superstition that hardens hearts and enslaves minds. Michael Harrington reporting. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a close call in a Pennsylvania explosion. New York Governor Kathy Hochul not winning any popularity contests. And a national title for Syracuse sports. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Winter is going to be bearing down on us in many ways in the coming days. In the meantime, it'll be clear and cold tonight. Low temps, teens and low 20s, a few patchy clouds overnight. Then for tomorrow, some sunshine, the high in the 30s. Thursday becoming cloudy with rain, ice and snow arriving, continuing into Friday. Significant accumulations of snow are quite possible, especially in central New York and northeastern Pennsylvania. Thursday into Friday with high temperatures mostly in the 30s. All right, thanks, Kevin. We'll be keeping a close eye on things here. Now, checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. An explosion ripped through a mid-state community in PA this morning. This explosion was described to me by one neighbor as sounding like a sonic boom that rattled the whole neighborhood. You can see the remnants behind me of this building that had been wrecked. That's WGAL's Tom Lehman. Fire Chief Rob Martin says of that Susquehanna Township blaze. Based on the information that I'm being given on the two non-life-threatening injuries and in terms of the first responders and our firemen being within feet as well as the contractors, I think we can be assured that we were blessed and lucky this morning. Police say a contractor piercing a gas line was what sparked that explosion. 20 Pennsylvania municipalities will be receiving $5 million to install and maintain new traffic signal technologies. That grant program provided as reimbursement to those cities and towns for updates to improve the efficiency and operation of existing traffic signals. The funding will go to communities in 13 Pennsylvania counties, including Center, Clinton, Columbia, Erie, and Montour.
A Boys and Girls Club in the state capitol today unveiling a renovated room geared toward the needs of modern teenagers. We feel this is going to inspire our teens to come in in droves. You know, we've built the capacity in a larger numbers. We can serve about 50% more teens in this room alone. Executive Director Mark Hawthorne tells ABC 27 the new features include an infinity gaming table and a 3D printer. We have our Switch systems. We have a Sony PlayStation 5. We have our Xbox. Quite a few laptops that were provided to us as well. That $20,000 makeover will allow the space to welcome 40 to 50 teens at a time. Keystone State Health officials say COVID cases have jumped nearly 30% in a week. They say some 70% of the new cases have been caused by subvariants BQ.1 and BQ.1.1. Those variants resistant to some antibody treatments, so the FDA withdrew the use of that booster. State officials say that's likely the reason for the increase in cases. All right, to New York now. Could be the end of the line for Buffalo's Great Northern Grain Elevator. An appellate division court has ruled against a preservation organization's request for a temporary injunction that would have prevented the building from being torn down. The grain elevator was severely damaged during a wind storm last year. The structure built back in 1897. It's one of the last of its kind in North America. The number of Monroe County residents who have passed away after contracting the flu has risen to four. Two of the victims were between the ages of 50 and 64. The other two were above the age of 85. Some good news there is that flu cases declined overall slightly between late November and early December. The search continues for a St. John Fisher student gone missing in France. 22-year-old Candeland was having the time of his life studying in southeastern France. He sent daily updates to his family until two weeks ago. They know he took a train from Grenoble where he was staying with a French family to the nearby student town of Valence. Then he was seen making a small purchase in a sports store some 50 miles away a week ago. Then nothing. They have alerted the French authorities and are appealing for help from anyone who might have seen him. Elaine Cobb, CBS News, Paris. Now to Albany, Governor Hochul apparently has some work to do if she wants to win over the confidence of New York voters. Yeah, Mark, a new Siena College poll just out today shows most New Yorkers do not approve of the job that Governor Hochul is doing. In fact, her unfavorability rating has hit a new all-time high. A majority of voters say Hochul has failed to restore faith in state government while falling short of solving problems like record crime and inflation. The poll was taken after Hochul was elected New York's first female governor back on November 8th. Just 38% of voters say the Empire State is headed in the right direction. Bob Price, Family Life News. Thanks, Bob. Ironically, while Hochul's ratings were low, the poll showed New Yorkers think highly of Lee Zeldin, the Republican who lost to her in the race for governor last month. Lee Zeldin saw his favorability rating with New York voters soar. Pollster Steve Greenberg says Zeldin's favorability was up a net 18% over Hochul. A Capital Region Assemblyman has started an online petition to try to put a stop to proposed toll hikes on the New York State Thruway. Democratic Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara says people are already being hit hard enough by inflation and that raising tolls would make traveling and commuting even more expensive. New Yorkers also want more done about crime in the Empire State. The latest Siena College poll released this morning shows while Governor Hochul's favorability is down slightly from before election day her challengers is up lee zeldin saw his favorability rating with new york voters soar zeldin up a net 18 points according to pollster stephen greenberg hokel's approval also down a big driver voters feeling she hasn't made progress on crime the top issue 58 percent of new yorkers say she hasn't 
even Democrats. Greenberg says Hochul has a chance to reset and worry about governing this year since she came in last year in an awkward transition and immediately had to start running for her first full term. Samantha Liebman reporting. Possible causes for the spikes in crime, more daring criminals, and large numbers of cops turning in their badges. If they do their job according to the book that's stated in the NYPD, they're still going to have problems with the city council and they're not taking their back. So nobody wants to put their neck on the line. So it, it has become a thankless job right now. Retired NYPD Police Lieutenant Joe Cardinale interviewed by Fox. And the Syracuse University men's soccer team has reason to celebrate. They won the very first national championship in the pro program's history. Coach Ian McIntyre tells News 9 after that ACC run. We talked about doing something kind of legendary, you know, it's a little bit cheesy, a little bit kind of cliche, but we just did something really remarkable and we've come a long way. The Orange defeated the Indiana University Hoosiers in penalty kicks in North Carolina last night. The Orange, the first ACC team since 2011 to earn division, conference and national titles in the same season and also marks the 80th national championship in Syracuse athletics history. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks began the day sharply higher, but fell significantly while still ending the day positive amid the release of new inflation data. The Consumer Price Index report released this morning surprised the consensus estimates coming in lower than expected. Overall, inflation increased one-tenth of a percent month-over-month compared to four-tenths in the previous month's report, and it increased 7.1% overall year-over-year, down from 7.7%. Today's report is the lowest CPI report released since December of 2021. The CPI report affects the Federal Reserve's interest rate decision that they'll be releasing tomorrow afternoon. Markets are predicting a 50 basis point interest rate hike and will be monitoring the Fed chair's tone about future increases. The Dow today up 104 points, the Nasdaq gaining 113, and the S&P 500 added 29. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Saving can be the most difficult part of money management, but it's also a key biblical principle. Hi, I'm Rob West with the Money Wise Minute. Proverbs 6 tells us to consider the ant that stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. While an unfortunate few can't save, those living below the poverty level, for example, most folks do make enough money to save. The problem is no self-discipline. The only way you can begin to save is by learning to live on less than you make. And the only way you can do that is by living on a budget. The MoneyWise app can help you draw up one. Get it wherever you download apps. Then, resolve to save something every payday, even just a little. Finally, pray for self-control. Proverbs 21 says, he who loves pleasure will become poor. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, moneywise.org. All righty. Now, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, I scream, you scream, we all scream for, well, you know the rest. Oh, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky roll, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is. 
Steve Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. It'll be just plain cold but calm for tonight and tomorrow. But a storm system from the west promises snow, ice, and rain of some significance Thursday into Friday. Lake effect follows this weekend. Another system could arrive just before Christmas, and after that, some of the coldest air we've seen for Christmas week in years arrives. In the meantime, and in the short term, it'll be clear and cold tonight. Low temps, teens and low twenties, a few patchy clouds overnight. Then for tomorrow, some sunshine, the high in the 30s. Thursday becoming cloudy with rain, ice, and snow arriving, continuing into Friday. High temperatures mostly in the 30s. All right, thank you very much, Kevin. And finally at 5, here's today's big scoop. Yeah, it's National Ice Cream Day. Time to dish out a few cold, hard facts about everyone's favorite frozen confection. As far as we know, Jesus never sampled ice cream during his earthly days, but in theory it's possible the first mention of ice cream's forerunner dates back to the 2nd century B.C. King Solomon, Alexander the Great, Roman emperors, all known to enjoy snow and ice flavored with honey, nectar, and fruit juices. Modern-day ice cream made it here in the mid-1700s. George Washington spent a couple hundred dollars on it one year, and that was at 18th century prices. Last year, America American ice cream makers churned out more than 1.3 billion gallons of it. The average American eats about 20 pounds of ice cream every year. That's about four gallons worth. America's favorite flavor? Yeah, chocolate. Was there ever any doubt? Vanilla finished third just behind cookies and cream. Well, time to chill out. That's the world we live in for Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.